The Outskirts of Faith podcast is brought to you by Monkey Nut Audiobooks. Creating audiobooks, podcasts and voiceovers that keep people listening. The Outskirts of Faith! Hello and welcome to the Outskirts of Faith podcast. The podcast where it's just for everybody. It's quite literally for everybody. It's conversation that's been going on for around 2,000 years and the dawn of that conversation since the beginning of time. You are so welcome here. Let's see what's going on on today's episode. It was a life-changing moment for me. I was like, God, why? It's not like all your questions are answered in the moment, but you just take a small step of faith and then it's like God just runs towards you. It took me years afterwards to just go, how can I trust a God who would let a 19-year-old who had so much promise and so so smart and so loving and just let her die? So I'm really excited today. I'm joined by a fabulous person. She is a writer, a speaker, a spiritual director, and her name is Amy boucher Pi. And I won't lie to you, that was take two because I didn't pronounce the middle name right the first time round. Amy, thank you for joining us on the Outskirts of Faith. Thank you, Elliot. It's so lovely to be here with you. Do you like how completely honest we're being? You know, Totally honest. I, totally I it love up. it. Which is weird because let's just set the scene here. We've actually been working together for the past two days, haven't we? We have, and I've been the one who's mucking it up. <laughs> and I've been, all my bodily functions, the burps, <laughs> and you get to hear them all. And you have a blooper reel that I hope you have deleted. I've deleted a lot of it, not all of it. <laughs> a lot just, of it. Just in case I need it one day, yes, you know. But yes. uh, it was great because whenever I looked up, but if I saw, if you went silent and just tilted your body, I thought, yeah, she's going to do a burp. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, at least I tried not to do it right in the microphone. Yeah, absolutely. I could sample it and play it together. But we've just been finishing your book. Tell yes. us about your book. How exciting. Very exciting. It's called Transforming Love, How Friendship with Jesus Changes Us. And it's all about how we can have a friendship with God. Amazing. So can I just dive into spiritual director? Sure. What is that? What does that even mean? Well, it's an old-fashioned term. It sounds kind of scary, doesn't it? Spiritual director, I'm going to direct you and tell you what to do. So it's this term that we've inherited, but really it's spiritual accompaniment. So it's just me and another person noticing where God is working in their lives, and I don't tell anybody to do anything. So why would I want a spiritual director? Well, you would want to try to figure out where, if you're moving toward God, if you're moving away from God, if you have a really big decision that you're trying to figure out and trying to discern, what is God saying to me? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? People just find it really wonderful to have an objective outsider, so you can't have a spiritual director as a mate. I mean, you know, there's an element of friendship to it, but... You can't be best mates. You wouldn't go down the pub with your spiritual director. Well, I mean, you can, but (laughs) you generally wouldn't have your spiritual director as a best friend before you you have it because you want that objectivity, that outside looking in and being able to be a safe, confidential place where you can be completely open and honest. You know, Mm. God isn't here. I don't know where God is. Or God is so amazing or any of these kinds of things. And they can just help you to notice where God is in your life and how you're reacting to God. Because I think a lot of people would be interested because it sounds like it's a a great kind of follow-up, especially if you're wanting to explore further. I mean, there are loads of great books like your book, Transforming Love, which is great. But when would you say they will know? Is it something they'll just know? I, I now want to 
go and see a spiritual director? Is it a case where, oh, can I just go and see one for one day and just talk things out? I mean, how does it work? I'm really curious. Yeah, well, you can just do like a one-off, but the benefit comes through having somebody who knows you and who you meet with. Usually it's every four to eight weeks, depending on your schedule, and you meet for an hour. And the pandemic is wonderful because we all just meet on Zoom now and we know how to use that. And Mm. so that means we're not limited in terms of geography. And then you just talk about your life. So we're here talking about the outskirts of faith. You know, people who just have that curiosity. They're just like, you know, I want to explore it further. I know there's more. I have these feelings, you know, I want to pray, but I don't really want to, you know, I've, I don't know, it just feels a bit weird, but I want to go a bit further. And I've been there. I've wanted to explore further myself. So on the outskirts of faith, now you class yourself. We had a little chat about this yes. before. How did What was that phrase you used? You are a... Cradle Christian. A cradle Christian, which I thought was brilliant. And you were really surprised I never heard that. Yeah. It's with not, all the people I work with. You've, yeah, it's yeah. not uh, original to me at all. I won't claim that. Yeah, that's just really strange. But have you ever found yourself on the outskirts of faith throughout that journey? Have you ever been pulled to one side ever so slightly, even if you haven't reached there, just one side? Or if not, have you found yourself working with people or been with people where you've just seen them on the outskirts of faith and then suddenly being pulled towards Jesus? Yeah. Well, I think in my life, I have really been part of the Christian family, as it were. But there are times of the dark night of the soul where you feel like you're moving away from God, whether through grief or disappointment or good changes. So when I was 19, one of my best friends was killed in a car accident. And it was a life-changing moment for me because I was like, God, why? Why did you let Sue die? Mm. It took me years afterwards to just go, how can I trust a God who would let a 19-year-old who had so much promise and so, so smart and so loving and just let her die? So I moved from Minnesota in the Midwest to Washington, D.C., and I worked with these really, really smart Christians. And I remember this one time we were driving down from Pennsylvania to Washington, D.C., and I just poured out my questions. I was like, and we had this just wonderful time of talking and discerning. And it's not like all your questions are answered in the moment, but you just take a small step of faith, and then it's like God just runs towards you. And then good changes. I got to marry my husband. I mean, I was 30 when I got married. I never thought I might find a man. You know, I did want to get married. And so then my knight in shining armor comes. And then I get to move to England, which, you know, sounds amazing. Ye olde England with thatch cottages and all this (laughs) kind of stuff. But then I moved here and I'm like, oh, my gosh, who am I? Mm. I'm Amy Pie. You know, who's Amy Pye? That's my mother-in-law. They had a doctor's surgery, which I didn't know was a doctor's surgery. It's a doctor's doctor's office. They call Mrs. Pye, and who's that? That's my mother-in-law. So all this good change, but I wasn't working. I didn't have friends around me. I didn't have family. I felt like an outsider. I mean, I have my wonderful husband, but all these good changes. Who am I? And God, where are you in this? Yeah, I wanted this change, but where are you? I feel like you're silent because it was just so much to take in. So I think in all of our journeys, we have times when 
we feel like we're moving toward God, moving away from God. You know, are we on the outskirts? Are we right in the center? And the beautiful thing is God is in all of those places. You know, we might be on the outskirts, but he's still running right toward us. I love that. I love that. Take what a, it. You what take a it. great answer. You take it, Elliot. You take that. We may Use be that. on the outskirts, but he's right in the middle. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. Oh, Thank you, sorry. Lord. No, that's yeah. a that's a God thing. I won't take. I won't you, take. You know, credit for you that. know when you know when someone says yes. something and you go bang, that's on the money. Yeah. I always say that with the outskirts of faith, that so many people come up with these great little lines. And I think we should just make a franchise of T-shirts. Yeah, you know, because yes. I just want to put that right in the middle. God is with you on the outskirts. Wow, that's absolutely incredible, and it is difficult, isn't it, when things go wrong? Yes, you know, when yeah. things you just can't explain it. Mm-hmm. And and I actually think, well, I know some, you know, there are people who just can't contemplate going through the journey of understanding why. And it's actually easier, isn't it, just to walk away. Yes. But that, it's yes. so easy to do it. Well, do you know what? I'm just going to walk away with it rather than dealing with it in many ways. But you mentioned about speaking to God, you know, when you're coming over to England, thing, you can just be in your car talking to God, can't yes, you? Yes. You can just ask these questions on a day-to-day basis, no matter where you are. Definitely. I talk to God. I talk to Jesus in the car all the time. I do not like to drive in this country, even 25 years later. So I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. <laughs> Amazing. So I've asked you, as I ask everyone every week, to bring a little bit of scripture with you. Yes. Uh, it can be long, it can be short. And it's just something I'd like to point out that a bit of scripture, which might mean something to some person, may mean something different to somebody else. And then it may be different in six months' time. And then that scripture may not actually reach out to them at this time at all when something else is right for them. Is scripture is such an amazing thing, but it's literally like everything that we need in life in yes, a book, isn't it? Definitely. But what I'm hoping is that when people come and read these bits of scripture, it might trigger something off. And people might go, do you know what? I might just pick up the can just explore it a little bit more or go to audiobook or whatever, YouTube, whatever it is, you know. So what have you brought with you today? Well, I have brought a passage from Isaiah 43. Now, Isaiah is one of the prophets. He's back in the Old Testament. So this is before Jesus comes. And it's 66 books in Isaiah. And the first 39 are tough because God's people keep disappointing him and turning from him and then 40 to 66 are this amazing love song and where God is just speaking out his promises to his people. He's disappointed with them, but he's never going to leave them. And so this is if you're going through a hard time. And this really speaks to me when I'm walking through a hard time and it's a reassurance that God is with us. So Isaiah 43, just before verse two, don't fear, I've redeemed you. And then here's verse two, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Sheba in your stead. Now get this. This is God saying, I love you. Actually, it's here in the Bible. Since you are precious and honored in my sight— And because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid. I am with you. 
Isn't that gorgeous? It's awesome. I mean, you just, in the middle of the night, you can't sleep. Just get that out and speak it over yourself because that's what God is speaking over you. And of course, you actually have uh, something that you wear at night, haven't you? I do. I've got this little headband with uh, little earphones in them so that you can lay on your side and still listen and not wake up your husband at the same time. What does that mean to you? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel so loved, so seen, so reassured that even if you're going through the most excruciating time and you don't feel like God is with you, you still know that he is. Because we go through this, these times of just not feeling his presence, not you know sensing it. We feel like we need this big emotional response. But so often we just, with our wills, we go, it's the Bible says it, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe his assurance that he's with me, even if I don't feel it. I love it. I love it. And I think that it's quite difficult for some people as well. I know that I struggle with this, Mm. that sometimes, you know, I pick up a Bible and I want to read it. And sometimes it just feels like there's a lot of words. Yes. A lot of small words. Yes. Coming to me, you know, you got a big magnifying glass, you know. But what I find, and this is kind of what I want to say about Scripture, is that you read, and sometimes it does feel like that, but there is always something that pops out. Yes. Just yes. It could just be like one line. It could just pop out. That's right. One phrase, one line. And there's this wonderful way of praying with the Bible mm. where you go ahead and you read a piece of Scripture and you read it four times, and you just keep reading it again and again, and you ask God to show you that one phrase, that one word, and then you pray into that word. And it's amazing how God brings it back to you then. Amazing. Thank you very much. Well, let's move on because it's now time for... What does it mean? I really don't have a clue. Okay, so what does it mean? So every week we give people a word, and these are just words that might pop up in Christian conversation. It might pop up in church, but it can be a bit of a conversation stopper, you know, rather than a starter, because you think, what does that even mean, you know? I haven't got a clue, but even Christians, you know, they may not ask that question because they feel like they should know. But we've got to ask questions, right, Amy? We do, definitely. To, so I'm actually going to do something for the first time here. I'm going to do a double, what does it mean? Okay. Before I give you a word, there's something you said. What if I don't know the answer? You'll know the answer. <laughs> if not, just there's the, door, the door's there. Okay, <laughs> okay. There's something that popped up in the scripture you said previously. And I thought, actually, this is a really good thing to bring up. Okay. When you say about the God of Israel. Mm. So that pops up, Israel. So what, why does it talk about of Israel? Why is God of Israel? Yeah. Well, Israel is God's people, the people in the Old Testament, which it was, you know, then it was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and, you know, of, of Judah is the southern kingdom. But yeah, Israel is just God's people that he created for himself, the Jewish people. There you go. Fantastic. I thought it was a great thing to you're like, a, like oh, did I do okay? Yeah, you did a good you did a good job. But it's important to address these things. You oh, know? definitely. Otherwise, we're hearing this, yeah. this great scripture, and there's a little line there, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's a word. I think this sounds like quite an old-fashioned word. Okay. Abide. Yes. Your word is abide. And it does feel like I I don't I don't think I ever had that in conversation. Today I'm going to abide by. Yes. Okay. But actually, maybe when I was younger, maybe, you know, I was born in the 80s, probably heard it a few times there. Okay. What does abide mean? And where will we see that word? Well, we see it in John's gospel. 
John 15. It's when Jesus has had his last supper with his friends. He's going to the garden where he's going to be betrayed, and he's soon going to be on the cross and die. And he has this last talk with his friends, and he says, abide in me, even as I abide in you. So it's just dwell. God, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, dwells within those who believe in him. Yeah. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, but it's also, it can be really practical. So if you're super stressed out and you just put your hand on your heart and go, help me to abide in Christ. God lives within me through the Holy Spirit. And then as you do that, you center yourself in Christ and he gives you peace and he gives you joy and he gives you love. So it's a way of remembering that we are his and he is ours and we're living in him and he's living in us. And Abide, could it be used in a everyday conversation or would you say it's kind <laughs> Probably of... Probably not. Exactly. It's interesting, Although, isn't it? is it football or rugby that has the song Abide in Me? I, I don't know. know. I haven't got a clue. But if you do know, if you're on social media, please write it so we can uh, have this discussion at a later date and then realize how rubbish we are for not knowing. Mm. My you husband know. is just rolling his eyes and my son. <laughs> are they rugby or football fans? Both. Every how, sport. how long did it take you when you came to the UK to get over the fact that football over here is classes oh, that I'm kicking the ball? Still thing? not, because I'm an American football fan. So Are you? Yeah, Minnesota Vikings. Skull. I've always wanted to give it you know, give it a go to all the sports games. I heard that uh, baseball, because baseball is really cool. Like, if you watch it in the UK... Baseball is boring. Yeah, well, it's the thing. In the UK, <laughs> it's like, I mean, you see it on TV, it's baseball. It's like, wow, that's really cool. Well, it knocks it over there. But apparently, it's like just a very long day and boring. So boring. You yeah. know, but... Uh, I, I, Sorry to all the baseball fans. I saw an ice hockey match in Chicago. All right. That was That's aggressive. not boring. Do you want a quick story? Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, okay. please. So there I am, and we're quite high up, and it's really angled down, these seats, right? Yeah. And there I was. And it was just like you see on like the computer games and things like that. Someone gets knocked, helmets off. And apparently it's like whoever takes the helmet off first gets the first punch or the gloves off. I don't know. It's crazy. But anyway, Chicago scored a goal. And suddenly this massive hand, it was huge. It's like Andre the Giant, if anyone remembers Andre the Giant, grabs me at the back of the neck, turns me around. He's got a beer in one hand and just screams in my face going, because he was <laughs> so guess. happy that they scored. There's me going, I'm British, I'm British, I drink tea and leave me alone. No. So I just did what any, you know, decent visiting Brit would do. I just screamed back in his face. like. Great. That's great. So anyway, so every time they scored after that, before he had a chance, I would turn around and face him so he didn't grab my neck again. But I love the, perfect. it was so exciting. It was that. really, really cool. That's fantastic. Amazing. So where have you seen God working recently? Where well, would you say you've seen God working recently? Well, he brought me here. I am a bad driver. <laughs> so he was help. Um, yeah, but that, it is a bit of a funny joke, but not a joke, but it's a funny saying, but he is everywhere. And you just start to notice when he's working in your life. I do really see him in spiritual direction sessions. I'm not going to give any examples because that's all confidential. Sure. I see him in my family. I just love to attribute so many things to him working. I wasn't very well last week, and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to come and record. We were on WhatsApp, weren't we? Yeah, we were like, I'm sorry, Elliot, I don't want to waste your time. I don't know if this is going to lodge in my throat. And I preached at the weekend, and I had all these things, and I just had this burst of energy, and I got all my deadlines done in one day, in an amazing way that I normally never could. I just went, that's God at work. 
I don't know if you felt it this morning, because last night when you left after day one, you were a bit worried about day two. And when you yeah. turned up today, you were like, oh, a bit mucusy and yeah. everything like that. But after our prayer, and we do, we start our sessions with a prayer in the morning, yes. don't we? After that prayer, I knew. Me too. I just knew it was going to be great. Well, you played a piece of music and then I just worshipped and I just felt like God was saying, it's fine, it's cool. Uh, look, we, we're, on this podcast, we keep it real, okay? So let's talk about what actually happened, okay? I played you Ren Collective, <laughs> all right? I played you Ren Collective. But first, are you going to say what you first <laughs> Absolutely. did? Absolutely. So Ren Collective, I played that for you because A, it's a really cool song. And if you're yeah. unfamiliar with Ren Collective, go and check out their music. Great song. Watch the music video on YouTube as well. It's really cool. Build your kingdom. Build here. your kingdom here. It's really yeah, cool. They're really into it. It's great. Um, but before and, that, but before that, the reason why I did that is because we had to get a song out of your head. Yes. Because you were like, what's and are it? you going to sing it for us? No, I think you do a better job. No, 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 you would. But you, you, it's like, um, what's it? Um, loving you. Oh yeah, loving you. It's easy because you're beautiful. Like, yeah. Do 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 do. I was like. Ah! <laughs> and you were yeah. like we had to get out of your head yes. so you were like oh give me some worship so there we were absolutely brilliant okay yeah so God is quite literally everywhere and you know it, it doesn't have to be such a <laughs> big miracle thing it's like you don't yes. have to, don't go looking for the parting of the sea you know that's right just look at the you know an interaction yes you know uh, definitely wow I, I, I'm so glad I met you you know you know, yes. we we should do this together. We could, you know, it's God bringing people together, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Okay, amazing. Well, it's now time for Splat the Nat. Absolutely, Splat the Nat. So, like I spoke to you about this yesterday. And, and I should have said I have no clue what room 101 is. is oh, well, it, when I sent you the... Okay, all right. So, basically... <laughs> is it 101 or is it yeah, 110? Or? <laughs> 101. Okay. So, basically, I sent you an email just saying this is generally... I don't give you the questions okay. but I basically give you an update don't I when I sent you the email yesterday yes. yeah. I, I basically say this is roughly what it is and Splatnam yeah. that is kind of like this sort of room 101 thing and if you look at it, it's a program and okay. you can put things in room 101 they pull a lever and it's gone ah okay does that make some more sense okay. but with Splatnam that People have heard me say this a million times, but if you're listening for the first time, it's a case that there are things in life which just get in our way. There are bad thoughts. Yes. People could refer it to the evil one. And it's sort of hovering in the face. We're swatting it out of the way. Yes. But, you know, it just keeps coming back. And we've got to do something about that. And I'm saying in the name of Jesus, we splat that now. Right. right. We splat yep. it. Yep. And that doesn't mean we, it goes, you know, mm. it's, sadly we can't do that. But what we can do is we can grab it in case it, give it to God. Mm. We can hand that to God. Mm -hmm. And then that will sort of reveal this kind of hazy veil so we can go in our life. Yeah. Um, yes. And what we can do is we know that we've got a father who will deal with that problem with us. Yes. However long that takes. And I think that I love that. Yes, I think it's beautiful. I do. So if you could splat anything, and it could be, anything it could be personal it could be about the world whatever what would you splat in the name of jesus right now women who are subjected to being sex workers oh absolutely yeah yeah that's that's i feel like i can't i first of all i can't actually go too deep in this conversation because i mm -hmm. don't have enough to talk about but what one thing that is happening is especially with like trafficking and, and things yeah. like that i'm hearing hearing a lot of that recently and it's something people should be praying about definitely and i yeah i it's not a cause or, or an issue that i've thought about a lot but mm. i think because this book that we just recorded is about 
women's relationship with Jesus and their brothers, but women too. And you see how women can be vulnerable often in society. And yeah, when they're subjected to having to do horrible things. Well, Amy, let's not just mention this because this is, I like, I'm getting shivers just at the thought mm. of it, you know. How can the church help in these situations? If someone right now is listening to this, for example, or knows someone and it's all like confidential, it's between themselves, whatever, and they wanted some help and some support, how can the, the church, um, Christianity, help in these situations? Well, I, I know there are some really good organizations out there that are doing the work, like Stop the Traffic and some yeah. other organizations. But if we go online, well, first of all, we pray and go, we God, pray. help me to see if I can do anything. I mean, obviously, pray earnestly that God would break those chains and set them free, whatever, however he can, um, whatever that means. But then, yeah, research and work with these organizations, give them money, support them on social media. Just maybe God will call somebody who's listening to go to some of these countries and to befriend people. I read some amazing, amazing stories online. Open Doors is this amazing organization that helps persecuted Christians and other organizations like that. And you hear these stories of just a woman befriending another woman in a village by the market and learning that she is trafficked and praying that she would come back the next day so that she can meet with her again. And this one story that I read that was that story, the, this woman actually ended up having a physical condition where she wasn't able to do her job anymore, and she got sent home. And it was like this amazing, strange answer to prayer. Yeah. Because you don't want somebody to have a physical condition, but it was such that she was able to get help for it, but she was able to break out of being trafficked because— she was unwell. I feel like what's coming to me right now is that I just want to say, whatever situation you are in life, and not just in what we talk about here, is that you're loved. Yes. You're loved and you can call upon. And I feel I feel almost like bad saying it because, you know, we can't possibly begin to understand mm. what some people are going through. Yes. But the love is there. And if you are someone who is praying regularly or you are new to prayer through the outskirts of faith, just include those prayers. Pray Amen. pray for others because it's, I can't, I, uh, where is it, Amy, in the, um, in the Bible where Jesus says, you know, when two people, when more than one person, when two when people two or three are gathered, are gathered and, and praying. There I am uh, with them. I, I, yeah. yeah. You know, it's powerful. It is. You it know, really is. It's powerful. So do that. Thank you. Let's splat that. That's splatted. Let's splat Let's it. Let's splat it right now. Amen. Okay. So it's now come to the time where we have a little quick fire round. Okay. Three questions. Your okay. face. Your I know. Face like, oh, now, listen, okay. Some people get them all wrong. You, you know. do know that I'm competitive, so I'll... So I now know where the door is so oh, I can no. run. <laughs> no, run it away. means that I'll feel bad when I don't get it. No, and then, yeah. uh, you know, some people get, you know, what's the name of God's son? You know what I mean? So, right. You know, you know. Oh, okay. So I just say it, it can be difficult. But the whole point is it's not about getting them right. Yes. It's about us just sort of learning together and actually realizing that some of us just don't have a clue. I mean, mm. 
I sound like some kind of whiz quiz master in Christianity. Uh, I'm on Google. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on Google looking this stuff up. But some of it, I, you know, you, you know, and then you think to yourself, ah, and then I'm looking it up and I love it. I yes. love it because I see the answer and I'm like, but then I get the next bit on it and I'm like, oh yeah, and you sort of spend some time. So it is great. So if any of it triggers something, do go and explore it further, right? Definitely. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So question number one, three questions, right? To what city was Saul traveling when he encountered a great and blinding light? Like your, your confidence was shining through there. So to what city was Saul traveling when he encountered a great and blinding light? Amy. Tarsus. No. He was on the road to oh, Damascus. Damascus. Oh, Saul da- from Tarsus. Oh, Saul from Tarsus. Oh. He was going to Damascus. He was going to Oh, Tar- I messed up. Isn't that brilliant, though? That's really brilliant. I'm really glad that really, I got inter- that wrong. Internally, you're like, no. No, that's not fair. But, but I'll give you 5,000 points just for the fact okay, that you got good. there in the end. Okay, thank um, you. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Yes. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul. Why do you persecute me? Actually, I was saying earlier on, if you want to go and explore something, do read that. Yes. Yeah. Even if you just write into Google, Saul, why do you persecute me? You'll get, you know, that whole fit. Fantastic. Okay. So 5,000 points. That is uh, too funny. Let's 5, change it. Let's change it to 500,000. Just okay. there you go. You got it anyway. Okay. Question number two. Who was the first person to come upon the injured man in the parable of the Good Samaritan. So who was the first person to come upon the injured man in the parable of the Good Samaritan? The rabbi? So I've got priest. Oh, okay, so no, I'll... But no, but no, I well, always get mixed on. up. Well, look, you've got the priest and then you've got the... Levite, and then you've got the the Samaritan. Okay, so the holy so, man. So priest, I'm, the holy but, man. Yeah, the holy man. But what I'm actually thinking here is, in earlier translations, would it have said rabbi, I'm, oh, or, or teacher? Would it have been a teacher or something like that? I need to look that yeah, up. That's but, really interesting in, in the original language. What it would be, I don't know. Yeah, because I think that in some translations it wouldn't have said priest. Okay, but I don't know. Okay, isn't that great? Yeah. So we can now go ahead and, and yep. look at that. But that's a uh, Great parable, isn't it? Oh, it's a wonderful one. Yes. I would say that's kind of up there as one of the most popular with... um, Oh, we talked about earlier on. (laughs) Which thing? We've been talking about so many things. I know, so many. Which parable were we talking about earlier on? Prodigal Son. Prodigal Son. And uh, do you know what? I had a book about Prodigal Son recently. It was based all around this art, this wonderful piece of art. Oh, the Henry Nouwen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's funny, isn't it, how, um, how much that reaches people. Yes, and it's so gorgeous. It always makes me wonder, because it reaches me as well. It makes me wonder that kind of cry, that kind of pull to come home. Mm-hmm. And isn't it lovely that God's just there, patiently waiting. He is. I'm here. And I'm you can here. also be the older brother, mad that the younger brother is getting this party. Yeah, right. Where, you know, it's like, come on. Absolutely. And he loves both the sons. Quite, Absolutely. So I'm not doing too great here. No, no, it's actually it's right. right. No, it's all right because you're on there on three million points. So okay. that's great. Yeah, I'm... so don't worry. It's great. Question number three, your final question. What does Paul say may abound more and more in knowledge and in all judgment? So what does Paul say may abound more and more in knowledge and in all judgment? 
Love. Love. That is what I was going to say. Yeah. But I'm like, is it God? Is it is the answer Jesus? No. So why did you question yourself when you knew it was love? Interesting. Well, because the end of that, did you say in judgment? How does it go? Yeah, yeah. And in all judgment. Oh, okay. Abound more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Oh, I, I think I've missed out that bit of it. Philippians uh, chapter 1 verse 9 okay. says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Oh, okay. But isn't that wonderful that love is what spurs us on to judge? So that, I mean, to come to conclusions, to use wisdom, because we're not judging, we are loving. Right. Do you know, if I could pray for one more thing, is it would be that people openly show more love mm. to people outside their circle. Yes, yes. You know, that's, that's what I think. I Definitely. think that'd, that'd be great. I always say with the outskirts of faith, there is a door for everybody. Mm. No matter who you are, listening to this or watching this, whatever, right now there is a door for you. And it could be flat on the floor. It could be in the wall. It could be when you're lying down in bed. There's a door yes. and you, you walk through it and it's just, once you're through it, you're on par with everyone. I, I love totally. it in church. I love it when you go to church and you just don't know necessarily. I mean, you get talked to people, but you don't necessarily know what people do. It's like that person, you know, yeah. could be creating some spaceship that will go to the sun. Yes. Do you know what I yes. mean? You, you just don't yeah. have a clue because you're not there for that. Can we're, I tell a little story? I mean, I know we're coming to the end. I love stories, please. You were talking about all these doors and, you know, over here and on the side. Yeah, and right. My husband and I just went to Israel and to Jerusalem and to Bethlehem. So to Palestine, and we went to the church at Bethlehem. And it's so amazing because they have made the door to this big church. You have to crouch down. Mm. It's very, very, very small. And it's because Jesus crouched down to become a man. And so they want everyone who enters that church to remember his humbling sacrifice of crouching down and becoming one of us. I love that. Isn't that great? I love that. Yeah. There you go. So doors can look, you know, different shapes, different yes. sizes, but please just reach out and search and talk and and explore and, and just know there is a non-judgmental family. Yes. Amen. There for you. Welcoming you, running towards you with love and grace and open arms. Absolutely. Amy boucher Pye. It's just been a pleasure having you on today. Thank uh, do you, come Elliot. back again. Please. I would love it. I would um, love it. I was going to ask, uh, I ask every week as well, if you would be kind enough just to close us down in prayer. Definitely. And then what I'll do is I'll sort of join in at the end and just sort okay. of close it down when you're ready. When thank you so much. When my stomach stops making all of its noises. I just, we have to end on that, don't we? We have to end on okay. that. Maybe I can edit him from the audiobook. Oh, well, no, it was already there. So when you hear this back, you'll be like, oh my goodness, what's she doing again? Thank you. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that there, that you are with us and that you love us and that you are running toward us. God, I thank you that in the outskirts, yet you are there. So I pray for all of those who are listening today, wherever they are in the journey of with you, of coming towards you, walking away from you, but feeling the pullback. Lord, would yes. you continue to run toward them? Make yourself known, bless them, make your face to shine on them and give them peace and hope and love and joy. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I pray for people struggling right now. I pray for people who 
have been poured into the world of trafficking mm. and into a world where they're frightened and scared. I pray that the Holy Spirit can come down and give them the strength, the inspiration, that they may reach out to you. And Lord, I ask you to put the right people around them, support them, love them, bring them home, both to where they're from in this earthly world where we are, but ultimately to you, to know that you're there and that you embrace them. Lord, I pray for everyone listening and that they may go forth and, and talk about it and have a conversation that they may know you more. And if they have the inspiration to take it further, to go on Google and just look it up and or find a spiritual director or talk to their friends and realize that there are Christians just in their immediate circle that they can have a chat with and explore further and perhaps go and find a church and say, hi, I'm new. So they may be invited in and welcomed and loved as you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Outskirts of Faith podcast. We'll see you again soon. Please do subscribe, like, follow us on our social media. And of course, you go to our resource site on the website. I'll see you again. Take care. You've been listening to the Outskirts of Faith podcast. We would love more people to join our community. So please subscribe, share this podcast and join us on our social media. And of course, you can visit our resource website at outskirtsoffaith.com. This podcast was edited by Chris Byland, the YouTube video editing by Adam Moss, music by Matthew Salvage and hosted by Elliot Frisbee.